If you've been told to pull up your socks, then make sure it's a pair of TNT socks. The TNT shop is now open at tntradio.live. This is the Joe Hoff Show on TNT Radio. Hey, we're here. Happy Friday. It's the Joe Hoff Show live from tntradio.live in uh, southern to middle Florida. And we finally have a decent day. There's a lot of surfers out today. The waves are high and uh, beautiful morning in Florida, as as most always. Uh, yesterday and the day before, a bit rainy. Had a good friend down here, David Clements, who was on our show yesterday. Professor Clements is, uh, well, he was a former professor at uh, New Mexico State University. He's also a, an attorney. And uh, he just has is coming out with a uh, documentary about the... Uh, really about the country and about the, but really focused on the 2020 election and why our elections are just so broken. He really goes into it by telling his story and then telling uh, the story of the 2020 election. And it's very, uh, it's very entertaining. So I've seen it twice. I'm probably the only, only a handful of us that have seen it twice. There, he showed it, shared it Wednesday night up in Jacksonville to a crowd of about 200, 250 people. He mentioned last night how many people were there. It was a nice size crowd, and that was my first. That was the first showing of the uh, documentary outside of uh, actually anywhere outside of the studio. So that was very moving. There's times I got really choked up, and then he shared it again last night. More of a, uh, a tighter group, more of a more of a private setting uh, here in uh, in Florida, and. It was it was moving. The people that were there, their comments afterwards is just powerful. That that was the word I heard about three four times. Powerful, and um, so that will be coming out in mid December. Keep you posted on that. And uh, a lot of work David put into it. I know he's ready to get this thing rolling and really wants it to be a success. So we're going to do all we can to help him and promoting and letting you know how you'll be able to watch this this incredible documentary about the elections and it's not about trump it's, and i haven't had a good friend uh that that joined us last night that i invited to come beautiful man um former new nypd uh, lieutenant uh, uh from, comes from an irish family with that incredible uh irish accent slash new york accent met this guy absolutely uh just a charming and uh handsome uh, elder elder gentleman he's uh, moved to florida and he came and he's hasn't he's not a trump fan he's he makes he lets me know he's not a trump fan he, he just think trump's just too too rude or whatever and and i you know and i listened to that but he uh afterwards he was one of the first people to go talk to david about the uh, documentary and just was blown away and i talked to him again this morning over a cup of coffee and he uh said it was just powerful just really he woke up thinking about it and and his his comments were like others what more can i do what can we we've got to save this country and that's that's the message that's what we have to do we have to do everything we can uh to save this country it's such a broken mess from a few people you know george soros and a handful of villains have gotten together and uh they're trying to make this into some uh you know hellhole because they hate america because uh and soros was connected to the nazis in world war ii so you know you can figure out why he hates america because once america came into that war it was over and once we were got our manufacturing and industry moving there was nothing that the uh, east could do 
or that the Nazis could do or and uh and thank God there this, this great generation helped save the world uh from from the fascists these the same group of people that have now morphed into the World Economic Forum so we haven't that's in the same group that's trying to trying to destroy America so along with China along with others the communists the fascists it was a great a great uh, discussion that we had on this a couple weeks ago with Gaia Mariani here on the show from Italy a beautiful woman a very successful woman as she described what it what fascism is especially from an Italy standpoint and uh what communism is and why we need Trump so even my friend Tommy that today uh, shared uh there's uh yeah you know he could he said I'll vote for Trump but um yeah I mean this uh you know you know this this is a this is a takeover of America and we've got to do all our best to uh stand up against it and everything we can I've I've been writing I've written three books on the steel by the way you can pick them up at Amazon uh they've done one one books the the most recent one volume three has been number one bestseller at Amazon four months in a row we're hoping to make it five here uh soon and it's just uh it's just really done well along with volumes one and two sold thousands of these books and people know and by the way uh the guys from Rasmussen sent me a, an email this morning they're coming they came out with a poll it'll be coming out maybe in about 20 minutes it'll be coming out so this is breaking off the press per a per a survey of voters 52 percent believe that the 2020 for election will be rigged and impacted uh uh due to uh yeah due to you know in some manner uh, negatively so people don't have confidence in our elections and that's it that's to me that's a good thing because you shouldn't have confidence in these elections so it's the truth now we have to fix it and and I've actually started a, a, a group a private group of individuals some of the sharpest people you ever met and we are we are we are attacking uh, this this problem in that manner, and we we hope to uh, come up with some solutions before 2024 to help this country because we cannot we cannot have another stolen election because we see I, I heard Steve Bannon say this stolen you know losing elections there's consequences losing stolen elections there's massive consequences and look what we've got we've got we've got men dressed up as women going into churches now into schools uh, with the reading to children it's just perverted stuff we've got perverted books that are being published by one entity that Merrick Garland's son-in-law is the owner he's he's pushing these books that are going to across the country giving giving cartoon pictures pornographic uh, meetings between men and men and women and women and just s sexual stuff that's just absolutely grotesque it wouldn't it, you know it's just so disgusting that they're sneaking this out and and force feeding it to our children it's just they're trying to destroy our culture our people our goodly goodness and our godliness it's just so disgusting and we've got think about stolen elections you can't trust any of the results and, and the monsters that steal them are just grotesque Joe Biden can't even function he's guys senile everybody knows it the whole world knows it and when he's not senile he's just evil running a crime family by the way it comes out yesterday that that uh the DOJ which is absolutely corrupted we had George Papadopoulos on the show on Monday saying 
the thing we've got to fix first is the uh, is the DOJ, and um, he's absolutely right. And so um, we've got Rudy Giuliani coming on, on next with with Dr. Maria Ryan uh, talk. We've got it, got him here in 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 the Joe Hoft uh, show here in, in in moments, but we're going to be talking about some of this stuff and and what is our fix, what is our solution, and how broken is this is this country after COVID and the election and now Biden just destroying the economy, destroying foreign affairs for the U.S. Trump had wars, uh, hadn't joined any war during his presidency. He'd gotten us out of some, just destroyed ISIS, got rid of them right away within a couple of weeks and uh, had, had four peace plans with Israel in the Middle East. That's what Trump did. We've got Biden now giving billions to Iran after a, the Iran-sponsored Hamas and Hezbollah, after Hamas invaded Israel, killed 1,400 people, more than 1,400, kidnapped more than 200, 240 people. We don't, I don't know that we know the exact number. Um, it's one of these women that was kidnapped, a beautiful young girl, beautiful girl, had been tortured, uh, we believe, uh, and, and beheaded. They found her uh, the Israelis, when they went into Gaza, beheaded. It's just so grotesque what's what's happened uh, in in Israel. Still, thirty Americans are missing or kidnapped. Uh, there's a woman that gave a talk a couple of days ago in D.C. Very moving. The mother of one of these children that's been uh, kidnapped by the Hamas that is being hidden, as she says, in the in underground in these tunnels in Gaza. Sick, sick stuff going on. We've got to bring justice to this we need to we need to address this this poison that's that's uh that's uh that invaded uh Israel it's just grotesque to me it's just so so disgusting and then you hear other voices saying other things and it's just you know you know uh you have to decide what do you what do you want to do what do you you know do you want the truth do you want it do you want to study history do you want to look at really what's happened do you really trust the, that you could walk inside Gaza and walk down the street. And, and uh, I just don't understand some of these people that with their opinions, but that's, uh, uh, you know, we all have to work through this ourselves and we're here to share with you the truth. And I think if you, it, I think I heard somebody say this a long time ago, he said, you know, if we all got the truth, it, you know, really things would be pretty easy, but when we're, we're being pushed lies like uh, it's okay for men dressed as women uh, to be in in women's showers, and you know, it's, and some of these guys are really sick. Uh, no, that doesn't make sense. It's okay to give children drugs at a young age because the because boys are getting up and out of their seats. Uh, no, that's you know maybe we should just uh, treat boys like boys and stop drugging them up because we see how these mass killers that have come about lately. Even the most recent one in Maine, we had we had uh, Sheila Matthews on the show from Able Able Child talking about how yeah these guys were all jacked up on drugs. The problem isn't guns. The problem is drugs and big. Big uh, big pharma's made a lot of money pushing these drugs on children through schools, and it's a billion dollar industry. They don't want to give that up. They don't want to give that up, and it's sick because look at what it's happened to our children, and look what it's happened as a result of some of these people's actions that never, you know, that, that the drugs obviously were not working. So, lots of things that we have to work through, and uh, unfortunately, but we have to because we have to uh, save this country and all for God's children to protect this earth and this world. It's something we have to do, uh, and and the clock's ticking because at some point. 
there there may not be the ability to do things at least so easily. And uh, this is these are epic times, I think, in in our world history. Very epic, especially since we have nuclear bombs that can just blow this world apart. Um, you talk about the destruction that could occur with these with these nukes. It's just unbelievable. So crazy, crazy world right now. And and I've been uh, I've seen a. Uh, you know, saw David Clement's documentary twice now, and I'm just blown away because it, you know, all of this leads back to our elections. We've got to fix our 2024 election, or it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We we formed this country because we were tired of tyrants. We were tired of people that were forcing us to do things. And right now we're leaning towards the tyrants. It's funny. And the tyrants call us the tyrants. They call President Trump a tyrant. The guy got us out of uh, how many wars uh, and four peace deals, greatest economy ever. And they they call him a tyrant after he was day after day by this corrupt DOJ attack. It doesn't, you know, it just doesn't make sense. So, um, yeah, just crazy stuff going on in this world right now. We we need to uh, work our way through it. We need a lot of prayer and a lot of hard work to really get things figured out. So with that, uh, I'm going to uh, go to a break. We'll be right back with uh, Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria Ryan uh, right after this on The Joe Hoff Show. TNT Radio's David McBride and Dr. Robert Brennan. You were an embedded journalist. Now, that was a term that came out of the Pentagon circa something like 2001, 2002. And the psychoanalyst in me thinks that there's a close proximity of that and being embed with, you know, embedded and embed with. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think uh, the military is pretty transparent that when they uh, embed journalists and the Australian military, of course, when they're migrating information to the public and, and to journalists, they call them information operations. You know, it, it, it is part of the sort of strategic push. The Australian military is not going to send a journalist unless they think that they are going to get coverage that will in some way be useful to them, I think. Now, that's not necessarily the ideal way of doing it. I think the, I think the Americans have, have actually probably been a little bit better with this over the global war on terror period. But the embedded experience that I had was I had a very dim view of the Iraq invasion. And so, you know, I went to Iraq as someone who was deeply skeptical of, of Australia's involvement the war in Iraq. And then I came back and the truth of the matter was that I had to write a story reflecting what I'd seen, which was that it probably was a good thing that the Australians were doing there and the soldiers were happy to do it as well. McBride and Brennan with David McBride and Dr. Robert Brennan on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Division Council and DOJ have approved a no-knock breach. We want the subject to be on display, doing the walk of shame, full visual impact. Any questions? Are we becoming a police state? Government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday. For the first time in my life, I'm saying to myself, am I going to get a knock at the door? FBI warrant, come to the door now! The Patriot Act and FISA were used against Donald Trump. These individuals have commissioned the biggest propaganda play in U.S. history. They don't go after the people that rigged the election. They go after the people that want to find out what the hell happened. We don't need to have a crime. What we need is a person to look at, and then we go find out what crime you did. FBI! Our focus is shifting. 
Our main priority as a bureau is going to be domestic terrorism. It really paints anybody who's right of center. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want. The Net Zero Con will leave millions of citizens dependent on state handouts. It isn't a theory. It's an agenda. There is no climate emergency. On air 24-7. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Mm-hmm. No, there you go. And we are back on the Joe Hoff Show. And I'm I'm thrilled and honored uh, to introduce our next guest. Uh, I'm just super fans of of both of these individuals and so happy that they could uh, take a little bit of time here to join us here on the Joe Hoff Show. Dr. Maria Ryan and uh, the the mayor of the country of the world, uh, Rudy Giuliani, so happy to have you. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having us. We love you, Joe. You do great work. It's very important. We bring out information to the people. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. It means everything. You know, we're just trying to, you know, we're just trying to get the truth out because that's the answer. I mean, with, you know, really, if the truth is on your side, uh, it sure makes it better. I'd hate to be on the other side trying to trying to continue to manip- manipulate and manage these lies. Oh. It must be exhausting, you know? It so, is. Hey, sure. Yeah. Yeah, it must be. Say, so we've got a, a short bit of time. I guess as I was sitting thinking, we've got you both on today. Two things that have really impacted the world, not just the United States over the last uh, couple of years, is one was COVID and one was the election. And they're certainly they're connected. But we've got a doctor online and we've got really one of the greatest attorneys and, and statesmen in U.S. history, Rudy Giuliani on the line. So maybe we can start with Dr. Maria. What do you think about COVID was really the most damaging or the biggest lie about it or or the thing that just grabs you that's just like this was absolutely horrible what what if we were to if we were to ask you that question how would you how would you answer that um first i'd like to clarify i'm a board certified uh, nurse practitioner which means i do practice independently and doctor comes from my phd in healthcare administration but i can take care of patients independently and i do (laughs) Um, and i prescribe medicine and diagnose and all all that stuff but i just wanted to clarify that now covid broke my heart. And I'll tell you why. First, it started out on the origins of COVID. And even I, at first, I was a hospital CEO. I just listened to what was told to me that this came from a wet market. So I remember telling my employees, oh, it's something that developed at a wet market. And then the more I thought about it, I said, Dear Lord, I read an article from one of the chief doctors at that Wuhan lab. It must have been in 2013. I know it was a while ago. So I looked it up and Dr. Shi Zing Li wrote an article in Nature magazine, which is one of our professional magazines way back. Actually, she started in 2008, 2013. She was writing about how she was manipulating the bat coronavirus. So I said, wait a minute, she's doing that at this Wuhan lab of virology right next to this wet market. There must've been an accidental leak they're trying to cover up. So, okay, that was the first 
you know, I thought, I'll give everybody the benefit of the doubt. China's probably trying to fool us and as Americans, Dr. Fauci, maybe they're just going with the innocent explanation. So I didn't think that much of that in the beginning. But then when medicine and the CDC turned its back on science, it broke my heart. We know that hydroxychloroquine has antiviral properties. It has forever. And um, it's a really good medicine in Brazil, Israel, all these countries were using it with success against COVID. But here in America, we were telling people that anybody who would suggest hydroxychloroquine was a Nazi <laughs> and didn't believe in science. So it was really terrible to me to think, okay, so we're just not going to treat people hydroxychloroquine cannot cure COVID, but given early enough, it can lessen the symptoms. Same with zinc, right? We give zinc during flu mm. season to try to lessen symptoms. So I was really disheartened. I was disheartened with the CDC covering up statistics. Early on, we were seeing deaths and we were seeing strokes and heart attacks. Normally, I would um, expect CDC to be alerting the public. For us providers, we would often get on a particular medicine or say um, mumps or something that we rarely see anymore, measles. We would get notified by the CDC in our email because we all sign up for these alerts telling us in New Jersey there's an outbreak or here or there there's an outbreak because most providers have not seen measles in their lifetime. But we weren't seeing any of that from the CDC. And then we had Dr. Fauci literally lying to people when his emails were exposed that they were censoring other providers who were looking at the genome sequence of COVID-19, of that coronavirus, and censoring them. I said, Houston, we have a problem. And we haven't recovered in healthcare. So many people distrust healthcare now. We have mm -hmm. one of the academies of pediatrics that signed their professional integrity to say newborns need the COVID-19 shot. They do not. As a matter of fact, yeah. no one, I am not a big proponent of advocating for the mRNA vaccination. You have to remember, we never used mRNA vaccines on any human being. It was just studied on rats. And now, of course, we know Pfizer covered up a lot of their research. They wanted to wait 75 years until they released it to the American public. But through a, an FOIA uh, request, most of it was released, not all of it. They're still hiding stuff. But even in their small clinical trials, they were seeing deaths, heart attacks, strokes. All these young people who have dropped dead or had heart attacks, it is from that COVID-19 vaccine. So you have to, as providers, we look at risk-benefit stratification. So if you're a young person and you get COVID, most likely you're going to be a little uncomfortable for a week or two and you're going to recover fine versus getting a shot and having a big chance you're going to get myocarditis or another issue. As a provider, we would say, we do not recommend this shot for you. It gets a little more gray in the elderly. Um, you know, 
if they, especially if they have some kind of lung disease, is it better to try to, you know, the risk stratification gets a little bit more gray, but certainly anybody under 65, we should not be giving that shot to. And you know who's leading the way? The attorney, the um, Surgeon General from Florida. I love it. He's looking after the people of Florida and he's not recommending that shot. Now, any provider can really do what they want, but they have not been honest with their patients. We always had to give this vaccine sheet. Anytime we gave any vaccine, MMR, whatever it is, we got to give a sheet to say the risk and benefits and the patient has to be fully informed. It's called informed consent before they get a vaccine. There's no such sheet for the mRNA vaccine. So they're not informing the patient. So their rights haven't been given to them. And most people will do what their doctor says. But let's face Mm -hmm. it, there was a 24-7 manipulation campaign to say it's the uh, pandemic of the unvaccinated. These people want to kill you if they're not vaccinated. People were shamed in taking it. And if you didn't take it, you were shamed because you didn't take it. It is just something that's really hurt the healthcare industry by a lot. Wow. Wow. What a synopsis. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> if you don't mind, yeah, we'll move on. Rudy, what what are your thoughts about, you know, the, you know, COVID came, then we had, then we had this election, which has just been a nightmare. And really, I think we're looking at this DOJ that's just so broke. I had George Papadopoulos on the show Monday and he shared that he just thinks the first thing that Trump will need to do when he wins 2024, assuming we can prevent a stolen election, is is um, he needs to deal with this DOJ. Uh, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's an emergency, really, because um, we are we are, in fact, now a system of justice that's corrupt. You know, if you know how they evaluate uh, countries for corruption all throughout the world, our our criminal justice system, our justice system in general, I think would now be institutionally corrupted by the two tier system of justice. uh, That's even a euphemism. A two tiered system of justice is not a system of justice. Because it means that one tier is not getting justice. <laughs> one, one tier is being, one side is being treated unjustly. And you can't avoid that any longer. I mean, the, the, uh, it goes back maybe since at least the time that they fixed the Hillary Clinton case. Uh, there were probably plenty before that we didn't notice. But that was, to me, uh, jarring. When I heard... Um, when I heard Comey describe that case, you should know Comey worked for me, and I hired him when he was a young man. When I heard him describe that case, I was saying, oh, my goodness, he's going to indict her. I mean, she's committed so many crimes, it's unthinkable that he wouldn't. I didn't realize she had done all that. And then all of a sudden, he says something ridiculous, like no reasonable prosecutor yeah. would prosecute, just the opposite. No reasonable prosecutor could have avoided prosecuting after what you just presented. And that yeah. began my uh, disillusionment with the FBI, which I was very close to. I was their man of the year in 2015. Uh, I pro- probably have prosecuted, at least in the, in the 
20th century, their most important cases and uh, work with them like brothers. You know, the, 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 the mafia cases, the Wall Street cases, uh, political corruption. I had tremendous respect for them. So for me, it was a process of not believing it at first. And now I, um, I certainly don't believe that it's the agents in the field, but it's more than just a few. You can no longer say, oh, it's a couple of bad apples at the top. Uh, they've conducted too many uh, unconstitutional uh, uh, raids, cases, and they're smart enough to know it. I mean, they know they shouldn't dress up like the Gestapo and go raid the home of a white collar or anything. I mean, that should that, that should be reserved for truly dangerous people. I mean, I, I, I even the mafia didn't have to be arrested that way. I didn't go and arrest the mafia with uh, military uniforms on. They showed up in suits. Enough of them, so God forbid they ran away, they'd shoot them. <laughs> right. But uh, they didn't show up and terrorize the family. Even even these mafia people have families. You don't terrorize the five year old kid. I mean, so these people. I mean, they started it with the Trump people. You know, with the Papadopoulos and Carter Page and Roger Stone. Uh, Roger Stone. They even made it a television drama. They leaked it to CNN. Yeah. CNN shows. I mean, that's so unethical. In my, in, in my day, in my day, you'd be prosecuted for that, for, for leaking something like that to the press. Uh, so, yeah, I agree. I agree with uh, George that the first I mean, there's so many first things that he has to do. It's really hard. He knows that. Um, but you got to get the justice system straight. You can't have people I mean, it's on both sides. You've got people that are being prosecuted that are completely innocent. I mean, you look at these prosecutions like uh, Fanny, Fanny, uh, what's her name? Yeah, Willis, no, yeah. Yeah. Mm. He he was just doing what candidates have done for, you know, a couple hundred years and had good reason for it. Mm. I mean, that he has he had very good reason to contest that election. And it's a bunch of propaganda and fear tactics that prevent people from saying it. You know, they'll take you off television. They'll take your job away. You can't say stolen election. If you do, you're some kind of a, I don't know what. Uh, mm -hmm. The reality is, in some cases, there's overwhelming evidence that a state yeah. was stolen. It's not even, <laughs> to me, it's not even a question. I, I mean, I, I can almost tell you by how much he won the state, I've spent so much time on it. Uh, he has every he has every right to contest it, and it is ridiculous to say he shouldn't bring it up because we have to fix it. We can't we can't accept this as oh we'll just forget about it because it'll happen again. This has to be rooted out of the Democratic Party. The uh, Republican Party has its own problems. But it doesn't have the kind of systemic corruption that the Democratic Party has that goes mm -hmm. right to the core of it. That, that's why they don't disagree on anything, because they don't have any principles. Their principles are greed and Marxism. And mm -hmm. that allows you to lie. That allows you to lie. Uh, 
So I think he has to go in. I'm a big proponent of changing even names. Like I think the FBI's name has to change. So you don't want to hear FBI anymore. It, it, right. evo- it evokes it too many uh, fascist acts, particularly January, the treatment of the January 6th people, which to right. me in our history, in our history is going to be as disgraceful as the Japanese internment in uh, World War II. Those people were treated like uh, not human. And then you look at you look at the other night. I mean, I had it on my radio, on my on my um, live stream last night. I put on the video of the riot at the DNC in which they were battering cops, and one person yeah. gets arrested. He's probably out on bail now. If you use yeah. the standard of January sixth, these people should be put in jail and not let out for twenty years. Yeah. Right. Some of these so, guys weren't even there. That Enrique Tario, or whatever yeah, I don't get that. Was. I don't know. How, wasn't even I don't there. Know how you run? I don't know how you run an insurrection. First of all, nobody comes with a gun. How are you going to yeah. take over the United States without guns? It's yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. There's no plan. They never discovered a plan. Like, okay, what was the plan for insurrection? Insurrection has to have a plan, and then you're doing it remotely. What is it? Virtual insurrection. It's a virtual insurrection without weapons. Yeah, uh, against Makes against no the uh, against the biggest military power in the world. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and you you don't have a single you, know, you don't have a single word from anybody about taking over the government, not from Trump, mm. not from any of the people convicted. They were angry about being treated unfairly. They believed. It was the kind of thing that good citizens should protest, the stealing of an election. Now, did some people get out of control? Sure. But was the basic premise of the protest very much within the First Amendment? Yes. The basic pr- premise of the protest was uh, you, you stole an election. And uh, some of these people knew it. Some of these people saw, mm-hmm. saw it. If you If you were with me in Pennsylvania... You could have seen the stealing. I, I mean, I watched it. Yeah, right. I, I was I was one of the people that wasn't allowed to get within, you know, two football fields of the people counting votes. Right. And I knew why that was the case because the paper was illegitimate. They they, they, they didn't <laughs> refuse to let us inspect just for fun. They refused to let us inspect because if we did, we would have found thousands and thousands of illegitimate ballots, particularly in Pennsylvania, where they had to make up yeah. 750,000 votes. Right. Yeah. Rudy, uh, spot on. You're so right about everything. It's just an honor to have you here, both you and Dr. Maria Ryan, uh, just two specialists in your in your field. It's it's an honor. Just l- really love you guys, too. Just what you're doing and what you're showing, well, well, uh, how to stand you know, up. It's, it's mutual because you keep, um, and it's important, you keep bringing out uh, facts about the election. Some of it are facts you have brought out, you know, four years ago, but nobody paid attention to it. I, right. I I do that too. I get very frustrated, like over the Biden investigation, when they bring out a fact as if it's a new fact. I brought it out four years ago, and yeah. uh, nobody would pay attention to it except maybe uh, uh, John Solomon and Hannity and uh, you and. You know, a few people would pay attention to it, but now they're acting like 
you know, there's, there's this one uh, text that I still think doesn't get the attention it deserves. It's Hunter writing to his daughter, Naomi, Naomi, the one who mm. has secret service protection. We can't figure out how, but he's writing to Naomi. It sounds like she's going to get involved in being a bag person in some way. And he says to her, um, I love you. I love you, I yeah. love you, but uh, the family never had any respect for me. Uh, and it was hard because I had to pay all the expenses for the last 30 years. And Pop still required me to give him half of my salary. Maybe he won't do that to you. Now, there's no yeah. reason not to believe that. There's no reason not to believe that. And as a prosecutor, you don't start off not believing a tape. A text. The yeah. text. In this case, I, I treat it like it was a tape. Yeah. You know, I had so many tapes you from my prosecutor, the mafia. <laughs> but if a guy in the, on, on the tape said, hey, uh, uh, my boss, you know, told me to kill so-and-so, like Hunter just said, I gave my father half my salary. I didn't begin by not believing it. I began by trying to corroborate it. And the minute you start mm. corroborating, it's all there. You, that's what that, um, that's what those checks are all about that, that are called loans. They're squaring up with Joe, his percentage of the bribe. And, yeah. and he was the main, and he, and he wasn't entitled to have because he was the main reason for it. They weren't paying for James. They weren't paying for Hunter. They weren't paying for Sarah. They were paying for his Senate office. Or they were paying mm -hmm. for his vice president's office. And it looks to me like China, after this thing with China, looks like China owns him completely. He might have been, he yeah. might have been sitting on Z's lap. Did, yeah. did you see that? I mean, did, you, did, you, did you see that greeting that he got? in San, San Francisco looked like a Chinese city. Yeah. And what, and what are all these Chinese people in America doing cheering a murderer? A dictator. A murderous yeah. dictator. This guy has killed more of them than anybody alive. Mm. I mean, the only, pe only people who have killed more Chinese are Mao and, and his predecessors. But there's nobody in the world that has slaughtered more Chinese people than Xi Jinping. And there they are cheering for him like he's the conquering hero with more Japanese flags than, Amer I mean, Chinese flags and American flags and with big smiles on their face like we love him. So if they love him, they got to be traitors to the United States. Mm. I mean, this is, yeah, this is crazy. It's, it's impossible to adore a communist murderer and be a loyal American. Joe, it's been so great being on your show. Um, I just want to announce a few things. Um, yeah. America's Mayor Live is an evening live streaming program that Rudy started actually just announcing for kind of a, a Yankees game, I believe, or, or was it a Yankees game? Oh, yeah, yeah, playoff game. You're just right. doing it for fun, doing like a play-by-play. -play. Well, he got such a big audience. He said, this may be a way I can give out information that the American people may not hear. So it's called America's Mayor Live. It is on Twitter, Getter, Instagram, YouTube, Rumble. We really push Rumble because YouTube censors. Um, I'm probably forgetting one. Facebook. It goes on at 8 o'clock at night live. Getter. And then Newsmax 2 
plays the evening before on their new Newsmax channel, uh, digital channel. And of course, uncovering the truth, Rudy started uncovering the truth with me because of the pandemic and what we were seeing happening to America. So right from the beginning, uh, we were on top of it. You know, I got the the first, the first one that got me was the thing with the uh, bats. Uh, because somebody that knows China, might have been Gordon Chang, told me, you know, this mm. is weird. They don't have bats in that part of China. No. So immediately, no. you start thinking about well, where are the only bats in that part of China? Well, they're in the laboratory. Uh, they don't mm. say. He, he said the only place they the only place they have a lot of bats and eat them <laughs> is about a thousand miles away. And yeah. so this, he said, that's very weird that they would be selling bats in that. It can't be. And then you think about yeah. it. Well, now, would there be bats? <laughs> well, right next door in the damn laboratory. So you have to be an yeah. idiot not to figure it out. So that's mm. what started uncovering the truth. And that's on WABCradio.com every Sunday, 10 a.m. We have actually a worldwide audience. It's quite the hit. And then during the week, Rudy has a radio show, the Rudy Giuliani Show on WABCradio.com at 3 p.m. Eastern time. So like you, Joe, we're all trying to help our brethren, right? I don't Mm. mean to make this like this big dramatic religious melodramatic thing we're doing we are simple people trying to educate our brethren and save our country and i thank god for people like you joe oh thank you so much guys it's such an honor i'm just really just really pleased to just grab some of your time we could talk to you guys for hours so we will have a great day yeah a great weekend and and really appreciate you being here thanks so much for joining the joe hoff show Thanks so much. And we'll be right back. We'll be right back after this. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. John Clauser recently won the Nobel Prize in physics. Pretty smart guy. Now, everybody loved him until he decided to say that he did not believe that there's a climate catastrophe. Listen to this statement. I can very confidently assert there is no climate emergency. As much as it may upset many people, my message is the planet is not in peril. Atmospheric CO2 and methane have negligible effects on the climate. Now we know that he further goes on to state that it basically has to do with the sun and reflectivity and the fact that the models can't even handle that type of thing. Two thirds of the earth are ocean, the Pacific Ocean alone is half the earth. The average cloud cover for the earth is 67%, about 50% over land, and 75% over the ocean. So consequently, nothing can handle that and the cause. Now, I believe the oceans warm and they cool. And right now, I believe that over the last 30 years, that has to do with geothermal input. That in turn puts more water vapor in the air, puts more clouds in the sky. There may be more reflectivity, but then again, there's more trapping of low level warmth. So it goes back and forth, especially in the real cold Arctic areas. But the point is, it is a complex system. CO2 is not the climate control knob. Man has only contributed three to 5% of the total CO2 in the atmosphere anyway, and yet you see John Kerry sitting there at the summit 
with the leader of China, the very country that is dumping all the CO2 in the air. Hypocrites. This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. Our beautiful world is changing, withering, dying by the hands of those who don't value nature, even though we all depend on it for life itself. But there is hope. Together with caring friends, the Nature Conservancy can restore our lands, heal our waters, and save our wildlife with big solutions only nature can provide. But every day we lose more of the places we love, and we urgently need to save endangered lands, waters, and wild species. The actions we take today will determine the tomorrow we leave to our children and grandchildren. The water they drink, the air they breathe, the beauty they experience. To learn more about how you can help protect and conserve our beautiful world, visit nature.org today. You're listening to Joe Hoft on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. We are back. This is Joe Hoft on the Joe Hoff Show this beautiful Friday morning in Florida. Appreciate you listening in. And yeah, the sun's starting to peep out. The last couple of days have been rainy. I blame that on uh, David Clements, who was here uh, last time he came in rain, too. So maybe it's something, maybe it's him. I uh, don't know. But uh, what a uh, pleasure it was to spend some time with David, actually, uh, the last couple of days. Yesterday, I had him on the show. Go and listen to the interview uh, and what he shared. But then then to end the week with uh, Dr. Maria Ryan and Rudy Giuliani, uh, what an honor that is. I just, uh, I, I, you know, I'm one of these guys that I, you know, I just, I just think the world of Rudy, Rudy Giuliani, he was such a hero. He was so good and so strong and just the absolute right person at the right time after 9-11 and helped uh, piece this country back together. One thing he shared uh, with me was that he and Bernie Carrick, there was at one at during that, uh, during 9-11, there was an episode where he and Bernie apparently were covered uh, with something, and the people were actually wondering if they were going to be okay, if they were going to make it. And uh, I don't know what that's all about, but that's, I mean, what what Rudy did. He was given his life for this country to help us all make it through this horrible time and was such a hero, and the whole country loved him. I mean, both red and blue, uh, he was loved. Then, uh, because he stands up for freedom, he stands up for this country. He's a good man and a symbol of freedom in this country. He's attacked like no other. And he's uh, now these bogus lawsuits against him because he stood up against this election. He knows it's fraudulent. The data coming out of Georgia is so convincing. It's unbelievable. We, It's just, it, it, you know, we've got it all. We have got it all. And, and um, you know, of course, this election was stolen. I loved what Rudy shared there about how he says, actually, with all the information we have, I can almost tell you how much they stole. It's, you know, <laughs> there's so much information available, especially in places like Georgia. We've had, we have so much information now that's coming out uh, that's uh, just recently. I've noticed it too on Twitter. I don't know if you guys have, but the uh, Twitter, all of a sudden, there's, all sorts of information out there on the 2020 election steal. And I'm seeing stuff that we wrote about getting presented uh, now that stuff that we came out with, uh, you know, days after the election. You can read about these things in my books at this called The Steal, Steal Volumes 1, 2, and 3. 
volume one was basically leading up to the election. The thesis is they planned this. This wasn't something that just happened. It was well-planned, well, well, well coordinated. And the second book is on the impossible occurs where I list all these things that happen. And you can see, you can make up your own mind. This was a sham. And as a professional auditor with years, decades of experience, having done audits around the world, I just, I come to this conclusion. And this is a piece that's uh, of me at, on Clement's new movie is where I just say, hey, uh, the systems were broke. They, we, we know from a government report that the Dominion systems in Georgia are not secure. And what I point out is in the corporate world, if you have a system that's not secure, it is immediately taken offline. The, the, the corporation is immediately protected. The firewall is insured and if and ensured that it's built properly. And then you deal with that system. And if it's not, if you're not able to ensure its security, then you get rid of that system and you'd never put it in production. That is in our election process. We have systems that are not secure and they are fined with that. And that's just outrageous. It goes against multiple laws in this country. So we know that. And the other piece that I mentioned is we also know that, hey, they prevented us from seeing the evidence leading up to the uh, final counts. And we and Rudy just mentioned that. We were we were kicked out of the rooms in uh, in Philadelphia, and like Rudy said, they had to manufacture eight hundred thousand votes. And I have a I know a guy, senior senior uh, actuarial uh, skill set, and he came out to me and he said, Joe, right after the election, look at this, and it was in Pennsylvania. You could see the straight line where all these uh, counties on absentee ballots received a proportional amount of absentee ballots based upon how much they received on election day. And remember, Trump was up almost 2 million to 1 million at one time in that election in, in Pennsylvania. They had to make up you know, almost a million votes uh, to get that election in Joe Biden's favor. And that's what happened over three days. And we weren't allowed to be in there. Rudy was one of them. Kicked out, we get a court order to go in a day or two later, and we're still kicked out. Law enforcement was not going to allow us in that room. And nobody got penalized. Nothing happened, and then they certified these uncertified, un uncertifiable results. And then, really, uh, besides the systems, besides the uh, inability to see what was going on, they've withheld the evidence from us. And so, like in Georgia, there's 148,000 ballots we want to look at because three or four people, maybe I think three, signed affidavits during the recount that these ballots aren't—they're they're not legitimate. They were—they're carbon copies of each other. 148,000. And we can't see those. They've been hung up in the courts since uh, that the election, and, and we can't get to them. And so even now, the Supreme Court in Georgia said, yes, you can, is pushed it down to the appellate court. And that monster overseeing the case at the appellate court will not push this, this down to the lower court so that we can look at those ballots. And to me, that is just absolutely criminal, especially with this Fannie Willis case then. They're challenging President Trump for his statements that this election was stolen. These ballots clearly would provide more evidence of that. And I tell you what, they've got a real problem because we've got the information and we know what the answer is. And we saw on film individuals you know, on video on election night, 
uh, four or five, uh, five or six individuals in the uh, State Farm Arena in Georgia, where all the absentee ballots came in, pushing ballots through tabulators over and over and over again, the same ballots, which is obviously against the law, a criminal act to just to just produce a ballot through two times, let alone three times, let alone hundreds of ballots. So this is uh, this was criminal stuff that happened, and uh, and 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 yet we're the ones being sued for defamation for pointing this out. They've gone after Rudy Giuliani. They're coming after the Gateway Pundit, myself, and Jim Hoff. And it's, uh, you know, uh, we hope to have our day in court because we absolutely have the evidence to prove that this election was stolen in Georgia. And I say that in my second book, it never should have been certified, not with these results. And then my third book is you better win it outright because the DOJ isn't going to be there for you. The courts aren't going to be there for you, certainly not Obama judges, and uh, neither are the Republican legislatures, which now at least one in Michigan flipped to them. They're not going to help you. The election's stolen. Good luck. So we have to win this next election outright. And so that's there's my three books. You can go out to uh, Amazon and, and grab them. I hope you do. Uh, they're doing really well. Sold thousands of these books and and appreciate your support with all that. Appreciate uh, Rudy coming on the show today and helping us out as well as Dr. Maria Ryan. It's been a great week. We've got another great week lined up for us next week, Thanksgiving week here in the U.S. And uh, appreciate you listening. And we'll be back um, on Monday here on the Joe Hoff Show at TNT Radio Hotline. <laughs>